Some other questions. Shvus, the main, the reason we have Shvus, is it's a reminder of Matandar, the day we got the Torah. But how we know that things which we commemorate in the Jewish year isn't just reminders. It's something which we re-experience every year. If that's the case, so it's very nice we got the Torah. Uh, 3,300 many years ago but uh, how does it impact Ashwaz today in other words we are already were Makabal we already are being Makayim Matera we already are doing the Mitzvah Sunday so what's it to re-accept we've already obligated ourselves and we're already in the middle of doing it there's no such thing that an Arab Shavuos you know, a person becomes part of the whole Torah Kula, and now he has to re-accept it. A person is much more than the He was chayv, he is chayv, he's going to be chayv. So what's it to re-accept? So firstly, let's prove that the Torah needs to be re-accepted every year. It's not just if we once accept the Torah and we're still going strong, and uh, we're not doing anything new every Shavuos. I'll show you the first Nashachan Aruch. The Torah needs to be accepted every year. Where is the first Shulchan Aruch? There's a din in the Shulchan Aruch. And the Shulchan Aruch says that there used to be a medical treatment which they used to do in the times of Chazal, the times of the Gemara, and that was to let blood. They held that illness was in the blood, and if you let, you know, as you take the blood out of the person's body, you're taking the illness with it. Now, obviously, you can't take all the blood out of the person's body, he'll die. So what they used to do is they used to leave the very minimum that a person needs to live and everything else they would, they would remove, they would let the blood and uh, with understand hope that the body would generate new blood, which would be healthy blood, the person would recover. So the theory, well, that was how they wanted to do it. Practically, if a person has lost 80% of his blood, he's going to be extremely weak and extremely susceptible to an illness. And therefore, like the Gemara says, the only that blood, uh, if they had good food to feed a person after to give up his energy or help him, um, his body prevent, produce new blood cells, but only in the case he wouldn't get cold or would be protected from the elements, whatever else it may be, he wouldn't have to exert himself too much because all these things could be fatal to a person uh, who's just left blood. As a, this isn't the topic I was talking about, but as a fascinating aside, a medicine has come full circle. For people that then have leukemia, which means cancer of the blood, that's exactly what they do. They try and take as much blood as they can out of the body and change it with fresh, healthy blood, hoping that it will destroy the, the illness. Either way so there was this treatment that the Gemara had of blood death. Now, the Gemara says, and the Shonar of Paskins, that it's also to let blood in area Even though that would be the ideal time to do it, because people who are poor, didn't always have the, enough money to buy food to replace, so to speak, the blood that they lost. But Yomtev, everybody has food. So the best time to blood it would be Erev Yomtev. That night, the next day, a person has a lot to eat, and it would help him regain his strength. Why is it also to let blood in Erev Yomtev? So the Gemara says, that really, it's only also an Erev Shavos. But because the person might get mixed up between Erev Yomtev, one to the other one, so you made a general Gzera, a person can't live blood on any Arab Yantif. And why on Arab Shavuos is it Rasa? So, as I'll say, because on Arab Shavuos, 
there was a shade, uh, so to speak, a, a destructive angel. His name was Tabuch, which was released in the Shuas. And he came down to this world. Because had Klaus not accepted the Torah, so then he would have punished them. It's called Tavach because Tavach means to slaughter. Because had Klaus not accepted the Torah, he would have slaughtered Klaus. So it's very dangerous to put a person into a matter of Sakana. And when there's a shade which is running loose, you might be risking their life. And therefore, you shouldn't let that an Arab first because the shade is out. Agav, again, the Salah has practical ramifications. Can we do surgery in Arab Shavuz? It's the same kind of shade. If we're doing something which could be Pekorach Nefesh, so it's just the modern equivalent of ancient bloodletting. If that's the case, Arab Shavuz is a dangerous time. There's a shade on the loose. And now here comes a big question, Rabbi Why is there a shade on the loose? That was the year Klai were meant to accept the Torah. At that year, Hashem maybe let the shade go because he said if Klai don't accept the Torah, so then he has free reign, Hashem But that was then. Klai did accept the Torah. So why can't he let blood today? That shade's long been out of the picture. So what's the problem today? Hello, what? If there's a Sakana to let blood today, what he meant to understand is, that the shade's there today too. Which means, it wasn't a once-off thing. At Arab Shavuos, every year the shade comes back. And if Klaishwal don't accept the Torah, then he's, he's given free reign. And that just proves what we said before. So we've arrived from Chachamim, from the Gzair of Chazal, that there's an ex- a certain expected Kabbalah Satara from Klaishwal every year. As we went to the Arab Shavuos. Okay, so on that basis, yes, we need to re-accept the Torah. But the question is, what are we re-accepting? Like I said, we're keeping the Torah anyway. We're doing the mitzvahs anyway. So what are we accepting new? We don't have to re-accept what we already got. So what's the, what, what is the Kabbalah Torah which is expected from us on Shmos? So, there's two levels to answer this question. They're both true. They're both things we should be thinking about before Shmos. The first level, the first level, is there's a level of Kabbalah Satara. That's called the basic level of Kabbalah Satara. And that is that we, of course, we say, nice evanishma, we'll do what Hashem says. We'll learn what He wants us to learn. But we understand ourselves that even if today, let's say, we would talk to a big group of people and we would ask them to commit themselves to keeping the Torah. And even if they'd all be willing, we understand ourselves that the expectation for each one is different. The expectation for each one is different. When you're talking to somebody who barely knows anything about Yiddishkeit, and he says, yes, I commit myself to dabbling every day, or if our mitzvah boy is just done on mitzvah, and he's committing himself to dabbling every day, that's very good for us to a certain level. If you're talking about somebody who's put time and efforts and years of work into his Torah. So if he's going to commit himself to davening every day, we're talking about something different. Which means, the requirements of the Torah aren't one-dimensional. The ability to make a mitzvah, all mitzvahs, 
or any mitzvahs. Be'emes can be at many different levels. And if that's the case, so lefi, where a person's holding, is the commitment which is expected from him. But if that's the case, people improve. People get better. Hopefully. And if that's the case, so now, what was expected of you last year in how to keep the Torah isn't what's expected of you this year. If you're talking about this Adimuratari, what's expected for a kid in the Zalif base, and maybe his idea of Adimuratari is to read the words of the Torah, Bereshis, Bara, right, is maybe Kabbalah's a Torah for a six year old. But for a child who's older than that and doesn't just know how to read words, he doesn't understand, so what's expected from him is more. And for somebody who's on a level that they can befile pearl and they can go into a certain amount of eon or be mechadish, what's expected from them is more. When did you commit yourself to that? If you were a Makabal Torah as a seven-year-old, you Makabal yourself. So you say, Brikhsa Shachar, in class every day, reading the words inside the city. When were you Makabal? And that was, that was the requirements of the mitzvah of Darwin for a six-year-old. You required you Makabal yourself to keep Shabbos or, do, or any other mitzvah, the fee what's expected from someone that age, that's what you did. When will you behave yourself more than that? And that's the answer. The first level, every shvus. Every shvus, you mention a couple Torah again, the fee the level you're holding by now. The fee the level you're holding by now. Akkadish Baruch also understands that there's a multifaceted Kawas of Torah and shvus. Every client is holding in a different place, and every client is holding at a different stage, and therefore you can't expect the whole nation to become exactly the same thing because it's not practical. You can't expect children and adults and simple people in Gedalim all to be expecting to 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 have the same understanding of what they be makabel when they makabel the term. There's the minimum. That's the minimum. There's an expectation higher than that too. But then. It wasn't just a once-off thing. It wasn't that at Har Sinai, the people who were then children were always only Mechayv Mechayv Torah the level of children. That's ridiculous. They grow up. You can't say, well, I only committed myself as a six-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old, twelve-year-old. You grow up. Well, when did I commit myself again? When did I commit myself to do more than that? And the answer to that is, every year. If the concept of Shavuos is to be Mechayv Torah, and then every year when we come back to Shavuos, we bring Makabal Torah. Just like Rosh Hashanah. We judged every year the feed that year. We've grown up, we've developed, we're at a different stage. We judge the feed where we are now. Hashem is not judging a 20-year-old like he judged a 10-year-old. Hashem is not judging a 40-year-old like he judged a 20-year-old. Hashem is not judging a, a, a senior time in Chachum like he's judging someone who's just starting off. It's understood. A person changes and therefore the then changes too. But you have to understand the same thing about Shavuos. And that is a person changes. And therefore his Kabbalah's Torah changes too. What's expected for you now is always expected before. And you can see that in Yeshiva, it's very simple. When guys just come into Yeshiva. So yes, the expectation the Yeshiva has from them is not that high. We don't expect guys who've never learned second Seder before because they've always been back in class in the second Seder to be able to put in the full three and a half hour second Seder. Okay, but some of the time start off, get used to it. But that's that's okay for a buffer just came. But by the time you're in Yeshiva for two years or three years, so then of course more is expected. 
Why? It wasn't what you expected before. You're right. The people change. People grow up. People develop. People get better. And therefore the expectation goes up too. And the same thing applies to Shavuos. When we're coming back to Kabbalah Zotara, what's expected is a Kabbalah Zotara the fee eye level. Maybe a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, our concept of what it meant to be Makabal Torah was to learn an hour a day. And maybe if you were holding a few years ago, that was sufficient. But we're not holding there anymore. And we say, Hashem, yeah, we'll, this year also we'll learn an hour a day. That's not Kabbalah Zotara. You're holding in a place where you're able to do much more, much better, much deeper, whatever it's going to be. And therefore, the first part of Shavuos is as an element of Kabbalah Zotara every year. And that's expected of us every year. Except it's not the same Kabbalah Zotara as last year. Adarabba, it's an enhanced Kabbalah Zotara. Where we think we're better, where we think we can do better, where we think we've grown, so that's Mechayim Asmo. And therefore, our Kabbalah Zotara is going to change. Now let's talk practically. How are you going to do that? How are you going to decide what our Kabbalah Zotara is meant to be this year? So, it's a question that is not such a question. Why do I say it's not such a question? Because there are a lot of areas that come to the person naturally. They have slow grow. Whereas when you came to Yeshiva and was having difficulty reading, and therefore what's considered success is to make a learning of a daf Gemara. But when a person's done that and used to that, so now he has slow grow, and the horizon's expanded. When I'm finishing a Masechta, when I'm finishing a Masechta with Tosis, Whatever it's going to be. A person's naturally, as he gets better, his asagas grow. And if that's the case, his music of Kabbalah Satara grows too. If Kabbalah Satara lost him and learning Gemara Rashi, maybe Kabbalah Satara lost him and learning Gemara Shitosis. If Kabbalah Satara lost him and six or seven hours a day, then when a person's holding by that, so naturally he thinks ahead, what's next? And therefore, that becomes another level. That becomes a nice definition of this year. What do we think we're going to be ready for now? And therefore, our commitment, as we get better, our commitment to Torah gets stronger. Our nice definition of each year, our Kabbalah Torah of that year, takes on different meaning. This is another point. And that is that, even though it's brought in the Shlom and others for him, there's a certain din and shvurs also. But it's not something which is a din like Rosh Hashanah. What's brought in the Shlom is that Hashem decides on Shavuos, the second element. Now Shavuos has two names. It's called Matan Torah, Matan Torah Seinu, Uzman Matan Torah Seinu, but it's also the day of Kabbalah Zatara. What we spoke about until now is what we do, Kabbalah Zatara. We have to recover the Torah on Shavuos. That's our job every year, based on the level we are on, how we're going to recover the Torah. There's the second part of Shavuos. It's the day Hashem gives the Torah. It's the Matan Torah Seinu. How's that, how's that new every year? The Torah we have. Hashem doesn't have to give us again. And the answer is true. Hashem doesn't have to give us the Torah again. We have the Torah, we have the Shas, we have the Shachan Aruch, we have all the Mavarshim, we have all the Mitzvahs. Hashem doesn't have to give us the Torah again. But what Hashem gives on Shavuos, this is an important point, what Hashem gives on Shavuos is Siyat HaDishmai, the Torah. The Gemara you have, how easy, how easy is it going to be to learn? How much Hashem is going to prevent you from getting distracted? That you're able to sit in there. 
You don't have good chavrusas. You'll get accepted to the yeshiva you want to get into. That the learning will be something that a person enjoys. That's all part of the siyat of the learning. Hashem doesn't have to give us the Torah again. What Hashem does give is every year is a siyat of the that a person is going to get that year. And therefore, if next year's learning is important to you, so sure it's a big deal. Because that's when Hashem is deciding how much Torah He's going to give you. How much will you be zayka to chidoshim? How much will we be able to, how, how, how much will we be able to clarify what you're doing? That's all part of Shavuos. That's the matan, that's the matan Torah. That's the nesinus of Torah of Shavuos. The Torah Hashem is giving. And how's the Tagazayim to that? Because they go together. The amount that we prepare to makabal the Torah is the amount that Hashem is willing to give. The more we work on what we prepare to makabal, uh, we want to take on ourselves, that's that's what creates the, the so to speak, the reciprocal effect in Shemayim of how much Hashem is going to give us. So yes, both of these things they were in the original Shavuos. At first it asked to say we were into makabal the Torah, and then after Hashem responded by giving it to us, the original year, when we got the Torah from Shemayim. We were given the mitzvahs. But that plays out again every year. There's the, our point, on our point of view, what our Kabbalah Satara from this year is going to be. What we makabu. And the reciprocal effect of how much that Nishma we're going to get. That, that's the one side. We saw in the Gemara and the Halakh we brought before, there's another side to it too. And that is, there's a danger if a person is not makabu there's a shade. The spiritual force which is destructive. So yes, on the one hand we look forward to Shavuos and it's the chance to gain, it's the chance to be zaykh to a whole new level of Siyad Dishmai. But there's a danger to Shavuos too. If a person doesn't makabal the Torah on Shavuos, he's at the mercy of a shade. We still need to explain exactly what that means. But suffice to say that if a person is makabal Torah, Hashem is not going to give him Torah. And therefore, there's a, there's a certain Ischaibus to Shavuos too. And this parallels Matan Torah. Because on Matan Torah, there was also that Ischaibus. You know, Hashem says, you have to take the Torah. Not Kant Shomtet Kupuraska. So, yes, the Kabbalah Satara is to be on the one hand, from a point of we want to become the Torah, and we've grown, and therefore we're looking for more to do. But Kabbalah Satara, the original Kabbalah Satara, Sinai, came with a certain compulsion. You don't really have a choice. The Hamach was over your heads. And we meant to feel that when we get to Shavuos too. Of course you want to get better. And you want to makabal more. And that's how we're going to Shavuos, with the Ratzin, or we want to makabal the Torah again. But at the same time, it also comes with a second point to it. There's a certain compulsion to it. We don't have the option not to. It's an expectation. Why do we need that? Why do we need that? There are many, many reasons given. There are many reasons given. But the simplest reason is what makes somebody's commitment strong is when a person doesn't really have to make the commitment. If a commitment is completely voluntary, so I said, you should be grateful, I, I, took, I took it on. 
If I'm a volunteer, so then I have no commitments. I was nice enough to do offer, and when it doesn't suit me, I won't do it. I know from a number of people who work in the big stock or chesed organizations, they don't employ volunteers. Because it's very nice to want to volunteer, but it really suits me. I'll volunteer when I'm on my terms, I'm doing you the favor. And therefore, it's not reliable. It's not a commitment. Volunteers are, so to speak, uh, not reliable workers. Masha Enkin, if it's, you're paying somebody and this is his job, and therefore there's a commitment, so they're reliable. There's a reason why they have to keep it up. And it's the same thing over here. If Kabbalah's Torah was completely based on uh, volunteering, on our feeling that we want to do, so then it wouldn't be very reliable because we're in the mood very good. And if we're not in the mood, so what's so anyway? We we're up, we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. It doesn't work like that. The commitment of Matan Torah has to come with on the one hand we want, but on the other hand there's a compulsion, and therefore the commitment has to be a real commitment because deep down we know we have to. That's something which is able to say at the Shemayim. And this is a general rule. When a person feels inspired and chooses now, oh, I'm in the mood now, I'm going to take on new things, I'm going to try harder, I'm going to add so much more to the quality of my Avedis Hashem, it's very good. But it's not yet enough to deserve Siyad Dishmayim. Because people's moods change. Inspiration fades. But it's when it's coming with a mixture of I'm inspired to do, and I know that I have to. There's a certain compulsion. Therefore, what I take on to do is a commitment. Then it's Zechut Ziyad Because then it's something which has the ability to last. And that's where we have to go into Kabbalah Satara. Yes, we want to add to the level of Kabbalah Satara. We want to get better next year. We want to progress. We definitely want the Ziyad to help us with that. And if that's the case, what's necessary is, firstly, our, what we being, what we being Makabal. A Torah a level higher. A Torah a step more advanced. And not just the the motivation to Makabal Torah, but also the knowledge that we have to. The knowledge that this isn't, uh, we're not volunteering, we're committing. Because when you do both of those, it's not just a Kabbalah Satara, it's a Matan Torah also. We get the Siyat Deshmaya, that Hashem will help us achieve that much more the next year.